Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Well, God bless you. God bless you. Before we go into the word, thank you, praise team, worship team. Thank you, man. Why don't you just turn and greet somebody, bow, hug, high five, you know, elbow, whatever you feel comfortable with. Just love on somebody and tell them it's just good to see you in the house of God. It really, really, really is. Hallelujah. You know, don't, you know. Tell them they look good. Don't rap. Don't tell them they fine or nothing like that. Just say you look good. Don't, don't tell them they sexy. No, we ain't doing that. Just tell them they look good. That's good enough right there. Praise the Lord. You look good. You look good. Yes, you do. You're handsome. All of that, you know, praise God. Amen. Well, get your Bible and uh, turn to, or your electronic device, and turn to Isaiah chapter 14. And in just a minute, we'll read verses 12 through 15. But I've got a somewhat of a unique message for you this morning. It's going to be very, very eye-opening and very challenging. And I'm going to, it's not my intention to make anybody mad. He just kind of go with the territory, you know. So, so that's my disclaimer. But you're going to be blessed if you keep your heart open so we're going to talk and they can put you know the video wall together right now in the background we're still talking about Christ the healer and we just sung this song we believe in miracles and it shouldn't be something that we just sing because we're supposed to sing it it needs to be something that we genuinely authentically believe. So this morning, I'm going to teach, I'm going to begin a series of teaching, continuing about healing. We're going to talk about mental illness this morning. But I guarantee you, it's not what you're thinking it's going to be. We're going to talk about mental illness, the origin of mental illness, and the obvious effects of mental illness on the world we live in and people, families, everything is impacted when we don't think healthily. All right. Isaiah 14, <clears throat> verses 12 through 15. Bless your hearts. And the Bible reads, read it out loud with me, please. Ready, begin. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart or mind, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Let's pray together. Father, help us this morning enter into deeper levels and realms of understanding and revelation that you might manifest your grace in our minds. Do wonders, do miracles, signs and wonders. Shake us, 
break us free from the shackles of ignorance that have kept us bound. Anoint me like never before. Anoint the ears of your people and the hearts so this word will bear fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, then. You can be seated. Put your seatbelt on. We just read to you how Lucifer displayed signs of mental illness. Yeah, Lucifer, the light bearer, the, the one with the pipes and the one God created that would lead worship in heaven, as it were. The one that <laughs> was so blessed and equipped that he was the one that was to help all of heaven recognize the glory of God. But somehow, and scripture does not tell us, Lucifer began to be affected by mental illness because somehow he began to think Somehow, he began to think he could be more than God. Let's just sum it up in that statement. He began to think he was more than his creator. Wow. 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 He, he began to think he could be more than the one that created him. Let's just be real. Let's just be real right off the top. You got to be crazy. If you think you could be more than the one that created you. Something has to be wrong with your mind. Remember, we, we, we talked about this some weeks ago when we made this statement. None of us know when we were born. We had to be told. Well, do you think any created thing knows when it was created? unless the creator tells it. Lucifer didn't just show up on his own. <laughs> Lucifer was created and he knew it. But somehow, mental illness got into the picture and he began to think crazy about himself and about God. Please hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you realize, here's a word that I'm going to use Again, not to offend, but I'm certain because of how it works, somebody will be. Here's a word. Do you realize that it's insane to think you're God? You know, literally, no, literally, no, no, not figuratively, literally you must be insane if you think you're God. Now, it's a sober atmosphere, and it will stay this way probably the whole message. But it is also insane to reject God as God. Two different things. See, most of the people in here, I can pretty much vouch for, I, I don't, you've never displayed any attitude to me that you think you're God. So you don't have that problem. However, to reject God as being God 
is also mental illness. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of believers realize the times they reject God. So you don't, you don't recognize various types of mental illness you may possess. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and of a sound mind. Believers, followers of Christ should have sound mind. If you're writing notes, write it in the first person. I should maintain a healthy mind. It's your mind. Just like we should work to maintain healthy bodies, we should work to maintain healthy minds. After all, it's your mind. It's your doggone mind. Mm. A sound mind, by definition, is a disciplined mind. That means you don't do anything with your mind. You don't read just any kind of books. You don't look at just any kind of TV or pictures or videos. You discipline your mind so that you can have the most healthy mind possible. Again, it's the same way with our physical bodies. Everybody can't go to the gym. Everybody doesn't have a gym membership, but you can stretch. They've got bands. There's all kinds of things we can do to maintain a healthy body, at least as healthy as we possibly can. I've been saying this for years I'm going to say it again. Uh, you, you know, listen, and it's not just for men. Of course, it's for everyone. But I've been, you know, Covenant Brothers Camping. This is the season, so I'm having memories about Covenant Brothers Camping. And uh, let, me just tell, let me just tell you a story. Let me just tell you a story. So, so some 15 years ago or so, um, we were camping. Now, the church, you know, would buy the food for everybody. But I would bring my own food because I just wasn't going to eat burgers and that every day and that. I wasn't going to do that. Uh, and so I would bring my own food. And so this one particular time, I was cooking my own food. I had it all prepared, my little sea bass and my vegetables and all that kind of stuff. And so a couple of brothers said, man, what you eating, uh, Apostle? What you eating, man? I said, you taste this, man. That's good. That's good. Where you get this? And I said, oh, I got this at this one store. And they said, man, that's expensive. Now, again, I already put my disclaimer out there. And I know, I know some people, you know, I, but I got it. I got it. I'm just going to tell you how it was. So I said, well, you know, no, I'm going to tame it down. 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 I was going to use the exact same words, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to lose somebody in the beginning of the message. So I said, I said, I said see, here's the problem. Y'all brothers, I use another word. <laughs> so y'all brothers will put $200 on your feet and $2 in your belly. 
$200 on your feet. It don't care what you eat. And what's going to happen is the older you get, your body going to remind you. Remember how you used to do me? Mm-hmm. So just like we need to discipline ourselves concerning our physical body, many of us don't realize the critical nature and importance of disciplining our minds. Disciplining our minds. So a sound mind is a disciplined mind. It's also a sober mind mind. You got to be sober in these days. You can't just, you, I mean, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like before you leave the house, okay, I'm going down this street. Is that the right street to go down? They were shooting on that street. Maybe I need to go on this street. Okay, Lord, tell me, okay. You know, I mean, it's almost like you need to have a strategic plan for where you go and how you're going to get there today. That's being sober. You just, just don't go anywhere and just, oh, What's happening over here? This has been going on over here for months, but you weren't sober enough in your mind to pay attention. Look at somebody say, pay more attention. Be sober minded. Just can't walk around today and not look at who's looking at you and watch what's going on. <laughs> Pastor Deborah, she know we go places. I sit with my back to the wall. I want to see what's going on. I want to know it's time to go. I want, I'm feeling something. I ain't nothing. Let's go. Sober-minded. It also means having a mind under the control of the person who possesses it. It's your mind, so you should control it. It's your mind. You should control the thoughts that cross your mind. I heard this said many years ago by, by a preacher. I don't know who it is. You cannot stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your weave. <laughs> See, y'all just got it, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that because I'm bald, so don't trip. It's your mind. Control it. It's your mind, my brothers, my sisters. Control it. Stop letting the dreams and nightmares reoccur. Stop it. You stop it. Stop going throughout the day sad. You stop being sad. Wait for some, don't wait for somebody to call you, send you a card or a text. You stop the sadness in your mind. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You make up your mind. I'm going to have some joy. See, when Eve listened to the serpent, she literally gave him her mind. She started thinking the thoughts he suggested rather than the thoughts of God. <laughs> and when Adam ate, he gave his mind up also. And this is what too many saints do. We give our minds over to the enemy and then wonder why we're struggling. 
You gave him your mind. You gave him space. Kick him out. It's your mind. Evict those crazy thoughts. Begin doing it right now. See, the mind, our mind, is the home of our thoughts, plans, and inspirations. The mind is the home of our thoughts. What kind of thoughts do you think the majority of your day? What are you thinking about most of the day? The mind is the home of plans. What, what plans do you have for your life? Some of you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, need to begin to put plans back into your life of attending church regularly. See, because we all know how it works. When the pandemic hit and we planned not to come, now that plan has stuck. And it's hard to overcome those thoughts until you make new plans. I decree and declare today in the name of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that you begin to make new plans for your life to return to being an active member of your church and build the kingdom and build fellowship back up again within the community so God can be glorified through his people. We have to plan for that. So now you've got to alter your plans so you could come to church on Sunday and Wednesday. That's intentional. To do otherwise is to be unhealthy mentally. To not plan to worship God are signs of mental illness. See, our thoughts are what inspire us. <laughs> the world, I mean, it, the world is full of it. We, it it's, it's normal. It's the norm. It, it's so common how the world does it, we don't even think about it. A little boy has a certain jersey on of his favorite teammate or player, uh, pro player, and, and he's inspiring people. Because he's been inspired by that athlete. So he wears his jersey. And so the athlete thinks, man, all these children are buying my jersey. I got to play as hard. I got to play as good. I got to practice more. I got to be more sober-minded. Why? Because he's being inspired. Who's inspiring you? To make plans. To worship God. Are you talking to other believers that, you know, you talk to them and you fired up going to church and when you get done talking to them, then maybe I need to, you know, they said Corona and this this monkey and then, you know, maybe I need to think like, you didn't, you see, you, you, they, they didn't mess your mind up. Instead of you inspiring them, they, they didn't be inspired, uninspired you. 
See, look at you. Just, I wish you could see how you're looking at yourself. <laughs> see, three basic questions. Real basic, can't escape it, can't run from it. Some of you are gonna hear these questions in your sleep. If you're not in control of your mind, then who is? <laughs> if you're not in control of your mind, who is? Now, now, God bless video ministry. Wait till I say it, then you put it up. Okay. If you're not in control of your mind, who is? Who's con- so, so ask yourself, who's controlling my mind? Who, who's, really? I mean, because some of you are not going to get this until later on, and, and, this, and that's okay. So, so who's controlling your mind? So then the next question in that's con- con- connected to that is, if you're not in control of your body, who is? Sugar, salt, a pimp? A drug dealer? Demons? Who's in control of your body if you're not? So then ultimately then the last question If you're not in control of your life, who is? Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're going to? Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are See, y'all don't even know that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Who's in control? Where are you going? Who's taking you there? Do you know? Or you just on you just on the train. I'm just on the train, man. I'm just on the train, Doc. Million man, my, I'm just I'm just on the I'm just on the train with the million man. I'm just you know, where are you going? What's your destination? Because if you're not in control, somebody else is. And then the question then becomes the scary question is: If you're not in control, who is? Who's making you think what you're thinking? Who's making you do what you're doing? Who's got you on the path that you're on? If you don't know, you're mental. That's a mental problem. If you don't even think about this, you, you got mental problems. Like, 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 like the word would tell you, if you think like that, I got a bridge I want to sell you. Salvation. Somebody say salvation. salvation. Salvation through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, renews our minds and gives us the right, the privilege, and the ability to control our own minds. Get it, get it, get it. When you and I got saved, all of us, spirit, soul, and body, our soul is made up of our minds, our will, and our emotions. We were snatched out of the kingdom of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Now you and I that are born again have the ability to control our own minds. When you were in the world, you couldn't. That's why you couldn't. You had to can't help it. You couldn't stop smoking, drinking, lying, sleeping around, fornicating. You couldn't stop because you were not in control. The devil was in control. 
But now that you're saved, the devil is no longer in control of your mind. He is not. Because we have been given the mind of Christ. Write it down. We have been given the mind of the Messiah. We got to remember this. We got to know this. We have to understand these things. We have been given, 1 Corinthians 2.16, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. We got the mind of Christ. You and I that are born again, that are saved, we have the mind, the mentality of Christ. We have the mentality, the mindset of the Messiah. Our thinking is totally different. What does it mean? It means we have access to the intelligence of God. Woo! We have access and can understand the intellect of God. That's why I say people shouldn't be stupid. How are you going to be saved and dumb with the mind of Christ? How are you going to be saved and don't know what to do? There was never a time you read the scripture where Jesus didn't know what to do. So having the mind of Christ means we have the intellect of Christ, the memory. There are things you and I, as we were singing that song, it's Pastor Cam, I've seen miracles on missions trips. I've seen miracles in this church. That's the memory of Christ, the memory of the anointing. Remember your anointing. Remember when the anointing is operating and active in your life. Remember when you prayed for people and it got saved. You need to remember that. That keeps you mentally healthy. Oh, God in heaven. Watch this. Oh, we're going to go somewhere here. I've seen, heard, experienced believers. Believers that, well, let me just use this church because, hey, I got no problem with it. I had somebody tell me after a powerful service and they were at the altar getting healed and delivered that they no longer had anxiety about coming into this church. Now, as a pastor, that kind of stuff freaks me out. Because I have memories of people getting saved, healed, delivered. Why would you have anxiety about coming into a place where God moves unless you got some mental illness? I just said something right there. You got anxiety about coming to church? You're thinking about God wrong. You're thinking about service wrong. You're thinking about the people of God wrong. You're thinking about the man of God wrong, the word of God wrong. If you got anxiety about being in the presence of God, you're not thinking healthily. And you don't have a problem going to these wild and out crazy places, but you got a problem. I just came to church and I just felt uncomfortable. Really? You got mental illness. It's 
It's like we could stop right now and just start doing some deliverance. You still go to church? Yes. You insane if you think something's wrong with going to church. Especially if you used to go to church. You got mental illness. Something wrong with your mind. If you think something wrong with going to church, something wrong with me, something's wrong with how you're thinking. Having the mind of Christ is having the intellect, the memory, and understanding and maintaining the purposes of God. I know why we go to church. I ain't crazy. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what other believers say. I don't care how mad you are at James Logan. I understand the purpose. It ain't about James Logan or Fred or Karen or whoever. I understand the purpose of worship. You're not going to change that in my mind because if you change that in my mind, I'll become mentally ill. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Have the same mentality and mindset that Jesus did when he walked the earth. He lived a self-sacrificial life. Jesus went places even though he knew they wanted to kill him. He went anyway. Let me make it simple for you. Even if you think, even if you have this idea that's unshakable, at least up to this point in your mind, that I can't go out because I'll die from a disease. Even if you think you're going to die going to church. Sacrifice. Come anyway. <laughs> Sacrifice. <laughs> Make the sacrifice. You go everywhere else. See, something right what you're thinking. If you think you'll die here and you'll live at the grocery store. That's mental illness. The devil is in your head. You're not thinking straight. See, write this down, please. Jesus, our Messiah, had a supernatural mind. <laughs> Jesus has a supernatural mind. When he walked the earth, he had a supernatural mentality. Even though he was in an earth suit on earth, he didn't have an earthly mentality. I'm going to say that again. Even though he had an earth suit and he walked on the earth, he did not have an earthly mentality. That's how we must think. What do I mean by that? 
The Bible says in Colossians, since we are risen with Christ, we should think about heavenly things. Where Christ sits. Set your affection, the King James says it. Set your affection on things above, not on things down here. <laughs> Let me throw this out here at you. Uh, if you really are a Bible reader and you read and you have read and you continue to read the life and times of Jesus in the Gospels, the Bible, excuse me, lets us know there's no new thing under the sun. There's always been homosexuals, there's always been liars, always been fornicators, murderers, gangsters, mob, all of that. Racism, all of that. All of it's been here. But when you read about the ministry of Jesus, Jesus don't preach against homosexuality. One of, the, one of the clearest things he said, he says, well, people that wear fine, men that wear fine clothing are in king's houses. He talked about being effeminate. He said, well, you, you know where those effeminate guys are. They're always around people of power. There were a type of abortions when Jesus was around. But Jesus preached the kingdom. See, what we need is the kingdom. The kingdom is the remedy for all of this stuff. Because, because, I was telling a young pastor the other day, I said, you got to be careful. If you think everything you hear that the culture says that you got to respond to, you can't be led by God. You're not going to hear me preach everything that goes on in the world and the news. I got to hear from God. If you hear from God, he will address the issue of the culture. I don't have to make sure I wait to see what the news is and then preach about the news. Listen, stop clapping, please, for a minute. Listen, 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 please hear me. You already know the news. What you need to come here and hear me repeat what you already heard that's going on in the world. You need to know what God is up to in your life. You need to know how to align and realign yourself with what God is up to. You don't need me to get up here and parrot and imitate what somebody else said already. This is why a lot of saints are mentally ill in the church. You can't think healthily, so you're mentally ill. You can't think straight. You're mentally, I know it's hard to hear, and some of you might not like me saying it, but I got to keep saying it because you don't know you ill in your head. By your thinking. Jesus, the Messiah, has and had, when he walked the earth, a supernatural mindset. Hear this, write this down. The reason there is so much sickness, disease, physically and mentally in the body of Christ is because... And here it is. Most Christians today have been secularized. You have a secular mindset. You have a worldly mentality. I don't mind telling you, it's my job in love. Most, the average Christian today doesn't have a supernatural mindset. 
You don't. The average believer, particularly in the West, particularly in America, you've been secularized. You've been hit. You've been hit so much with worldliness, it's crept into the church so strong until messages preachers preach are worldly. That's why I don't preach the news. I told you, I'm not to tell you what the world is doing. I'm to tell you what the kingdom is doing so you can be kingdom minded. So you can have a supernatural mentality, not a natural mentality. So what does it mean to be secularized? It means you've been swayed away from believing in the supernatural and you depend mostly on man's ability and the natural world. Again, one of the major ways you can see that is the Bible says in the book of James, chapter five, if there's any sick among the saints, Call for the elders of the church. But you got more medication than you got prayer. Your doctor on speed dial. So you don't believe in the supernatural. You believe in the natural. Just look straight ahead. It's still you. We don't believe in the supernatural anymore. We believe in the natural. Some go wrong. We look for a natural uh, response. We don't pray first. Well, we've been secularized. We've been taught and told to put our confidence in man. So we do. So we don't put our confidence in God. We sing about it and we cry and we feel good. But we don't have a supernatural mentality. So we have mental illness. It's mentally ill for you as a believer, not to put your faith in God. Do you realize that? Something's wrong with your mind if you can't put your faith in God. Something's wrong with your mind. I didn't say your brain. I said your mind. It eventually affects your brain, but something's wrong with your mind if the first person you run to is not God. You don't have a supernatural mind. So you're not getting supernatural results because you don't depend on God for them. You depend on man. That's why you're frustrated because man keeps letting you down. Because you don't have a supernatural mentality. You have mental illness. Do you think Do you think it would have been normal for Adam to see God and then ignore him? When he came down in the garden in the cool of the day, and, oh, you ain't nothing. That's what you that's what we do. That's what we do. You ignore God. Something's wrong with your mind. If you can go all day and not pray, something's wrong. Something's wrong. What you're thinking. 
If you can go all day, if you can go two days, I need to pray for you right now. Raise your hand. I can't see you out there. Something's wrong. Are you hearing what the preacher's saying? This is mental illness, and you never thought about it. See, secular thinking and secular thinkers are limited to what the world offers. That's how you can tell you're not supernatural, you got a mind problem, you're mentally ill because you, you wait on the economy, you wait on the government. You, you, you waiting on, the, the doctor told you there's a new breakthrough drug and you waiting on it for your auntie. You ain't praying, oh, the, the doctor said it's a new drug. Just hold on. <laughs> oh, I love how nervous you are. It's mental. You mental. You call yourself a Christian, you're mental. You got some problems. Secular thinkers. Worldly people depend on the world. You have to depend on what man can do. And so people are freaking out because you don't know what man going to do. People freak out. What's the Supreme Court? Oh, my God. What's going to be next? Goodness. But people, saints, on the other hand, with supernatural mindsets, are not limited by what they see. You didn't hear it. I ain't freaking out about what I see. I read the Bible. This stuff's supposed to happen. It's going to happen. What do you mean, what are we going to do? What do you mean? You have the mind of Christ. Don't you know what we should do? See, that's why churches aren't filled back up yet, because you're mental. I'm sorry. I... I, I hope only two people turn me off. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what to do? Go back to church. Worship God. Pray fast. Serve God. Serve man. What do you mean you don't know what to do? You're mental. Saints with supernatural mindsets, again, we're not limited by what we see. We're not limited by what we hear. And we're not stopped by what we feel. Why? Because we know we're not limited by what we see, hear, or feel. Because the God we serve has no limits. What do you mean? I know how to think right about God and the world. I'm not confused. Do I see what's going on in the world? Of course. I read where Jesus said the last days would be just like this. Maybe you read it and forgot. So you're also got a little mental problem because you can't retain the right knowledge. Hmm. Here's a strong statement as if I haven't made a few already. If you call yourself a believer, 
If you call yourself a believer and you actually think there's something God can't do, you're mentally ill. If you call yourself a believer and you are saying there's something God can't do, you're mentally ill. Your mind is not healthy. You're not thinking healthy thoughts. Even if you never vocalize it, if it's in your head, your head is sick. Because you just sang with us, he's the God of miracles, signs and wonders. And you start feeling all spiritual about it. We believe in your power. Hallelujah. And you need to be quick and shaka, roshinde, hallelujah. Then you walk out of here not thinking God can heal your little toe. won't let God rearrange your brain, I mean your mind, you, 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 you got some problems. God bless you. Matthew 19, 26. What time is it? Okay. Matthew 19, 26. You, you guys okay? Take a deep breath. Come on, take a deep breath. See, I'm after some principalities, some strongholds in your mind, thoughts, ideas, concepts that hold you strong, won't let you go, won't let you be everything God says because your mind is not healthy enough to receive it, process it and believe it. So you stay in the condition that you're in because you're mentally ill. Your brain won't let you accept the truth. Mm, mm, mm. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, say it with me, all things are possible. That's how we should be thinking as believers with God. All, hey, hallelujah. Everything is possible. I don't care what you're facing right now. I don't care how you feel right now. I don't care what kind of pain you're in right now. I don't care how confused you are right now. Right now, it's possible for you to be free, for you to be healed right now. It's possible for you to get out of your wheelchair. Right now, it's possible for you to be free from fear and intimidation. Right now, all things are possible. That's how you need to be thinking. Listen, even if the pain gets worse, I still believe. That's how we should be thinking. If you think otherwise, you're mentally ill. Put your right hand on your head and say, God, heal my mind. All things are possible to God. All things are possible. Even if you hadn't done it yet, it's still possible. Even if you're still believing after three days, three months, three, it's still possible. That's how we 
going to think. To think otherwise is to have an unhealthy mind. Again, a secularized mind can only hope for what man can do. But a supernatural mind, mind of the saints, saints that have the mind of Christ, we depend on what God can do. Because God said back in Exodus, and this is where we started this series, in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord that heals you. He is the, do you realize who your God is? He's the one that heals. We serve the God that heals physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, any and everywhere you are broken, we are sick, afflicted, or diseased. God is a healer. Let him heal you. To think otherwise and call yourself a child of God is to be mentally incapacitated. Don't ever allow yourself to think God is not concerned about you. A secularized mind, a worldly mind, a carnal mind can only put their hope in what the world can do. That's why church-going people, can't call you saints, church-going people with a secularized mind often feel hopeless. Here's another one. When we have a healthy mind, you're never hopeless. Tell somebody, I'm never without hope. Ooh, the power of God is in this place today. We are never without hope. Woo, God. We are never hopeless. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, I don't know if I can set this up for the internet. If not, I may have to use my phone here real quick. Can I get to it? Can I get there? Uh, uh, lamentations. <laughs> Chapter 3, verse 19, uh, we got verse 19, 20, 21. Remember, you need to read the whole thing when you get home. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Verse 22, it is the Lord's mercies 
it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. This is why we have hope. Because the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Whatever you didn't get today, you wake up tomorrow and look for it because we have hope in the mercies of God. That's how I'm, I'm going to sleep. Oh, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. No, go to sleep and wake up with some hope when you remember it's because of the Lord's mercies he didn't kill you the last time you sinned. It's because of the Lord's mercies we are still alive. So if I'm alive today, I'm going to thank him tomorrow. That's how we need to be thinking. Because his compassions fail not. God will never cease to love you and care for you. If he cares for the sparrow, he's caring for you. That means there's hope for you. Slap somebody high five and say, there's hope for you. Get it in your head so you can be delivered. Great is thy faithfulness. That's how we need to be thinking. Somebody shout, God's about to bring me out. Shout, God's about to raise me up. This is my season. That's how we need to be thinking. Thinking any other way is mental illness. How much time do I have? Uh, let's just go through it. Nothing better than this. Philippians 3, verses 18 and 19. For many walk, Paul says, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Messiah, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. People who are secularized are in trouble. During Paul's day, there were many who converted to Christianity, as it were, but they converted for the wrong reason. <laughs> and because they didn't genuinely, truly believe that Messiah could hang on a tree. No, no, not my Savior. My Savior wasn't no punk. He wasn't cursed. I can't, I can't have that be my God. They were ashamed of the cross. They were ashamed of how the Messiah lived and died. So they rejected. They walked away. Said, no, I can't, can't walk, can't do it, can't believe any longer. They were trapped in their minds by their own idea of salvation. Mm. There was a poisonous thought in their head that kept them from fully embracing Messiah. I wonder if there's anything in your head 
that you're ashamed of about Jesus, that you struggle with about Jesus, that you don't witness to other people about Jesus, because if they bring that thing up, you're stuck. If you think like that, you are not mentally healthy. See, he says, There, let me read it again. I tell you weeping that they are enemies of the cross whose destruction, excuse me, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame. They minded or paid attention to or placed more value in worldly secular thinking. Let me tell you something straight out. I don't care if one of your mentors has three PhDs and they've traveled the world three times. If they tell you it's nonsense to believe in God, run from them people. Because, I mean, you know, again, some of these people, they, 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 I mean, they're smart, obviously. They, they, they have a large vocabulary and they know how to say, let me, let me, let me tell you, you know, you're one of my bright students and I but this Christian, I know you go to church, and I'm just telling you because I love you, and, I, and I, there's a future for you. But this Christianity stuff you believe is foolishness. Run. Don't close the door. Don't say goodbye. The Bible, again, you got to read the Bible, says the foolishness of preaching. So quite naturally, if the Bible says the preacher sounds foolish, then don't be surprised when they call me a fool. <laughs> but if your mind is healthy, you know why they call me a fool and they call themselves brilliant. See, minding earthly things, write this down, minding, entertaining, paying attention to earthly things, I got to say this, <laughs> I'm older now, so, you know, but I, 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 I you know, I look out at the world and, and, and I, I, I notice, <laughs> Jesus, how can I say this? I watch just enough of the world's award shows to, to, to observe the culture. I can't watch a lot of it because it vexes me, but I watch just enough to see, man, they, on, they ain't got no clothes on. <laughs> and they won best gown? That ain't no gown, that's nothing. Okay, but that's what they're saying. Okay, okay, I get it now. I've got to turn it because i got to kind of protect myself, my mind, you know, protect my mind a little bit. See, so I'm saying, see, most people, even in the church, you dress like the world. You get your inspiration.
You know, we, 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 we don't preach clothes here. You know that. But you also need to have some good sense. See, 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 something's wrong with your brain. If you think you can come up in here looking like uh, Doja Cat and, and Nicki Ma. Uh, and you're going to be up in the praise team. I ain't even going to go there. Something wrong with your brain if you think you can just waltz up in here. Looking like Post Malone. Now, if you're just getting saved, we'll take you as you are. You know, but as your mind gets renewed, you're going to start changing. That's how we know transformation is taking place. You don't come in as you are and stay as you are because there's something wrong with your mind. <clears throat> how many people in here are over, over 40 or over 20? Raise your hand. Okay, over, that's about everybody, most of them. How many of y'all still in the third grade? None of you. Why? Because something would be wrong with your mind. Well, how long are you going to be saved and act like you're in the third grade? We cannot entertain worldly ideas, thoughts, and concepts and expect to be supernatural people. It takes a supernatural mind to believe and accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Do you know that? It takes a super, it takes a transformed mind to believe in Jesus. You've never seen him. You read about him. You heard a preacher. But somehow faith came to you. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. It takes supernatural, a supernatural mindset to believe that the Bible is the word of God. There's no other way to believe it. There's no other way to prove it. You just by faith, your mind was impacted enough to where I believe this is what God says. That's supernatural. See, these are signs of a healthy mind. The contrary is the sign of an unhealthy mind. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe the Bible. Something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with us. Something's wrong with you. Come on, y'all. Stop letting people intimidate you. Something's wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you because you believe the Bible. You believe Jesus is... You believe the Holy Spirit has come. You nothing wrong with you. Something's wrong with you believe the universe did. Oh, the universe just did that. See, to not believe, I'm almost finished, to not believe in the supernatural is to ignore your creator because our God is supernatural. See, to ignore God as creator is to deny having a supernatural mind. 
And if you believe that, and this is why those that reject the Bible and reject God as creator reject the Bible, and they also reject the fact then that they are made in the image and likeness of God. So then science can alter man's DNA and genes because God didn't make us. We're not special. We're not fearfully and wondrously made. So I can put a hamster ear on you and a turkey leg and an alligator tail. It doesn't make no difference. But people that know their God, hallelujah, and know they're made in the image and likeness of God, they treat people like they treat God. Because I see God in you. Look at someone and tell them, I see the maker in you. I see the maker. I see your creator in you. You may not see him, but I see God in you. Do not believe in God is the foundation of insanity. Write that down. To not believe in God is the beginning of insanity. Insanity, so you can be at ease, is defined as unsoundness of mind. That's all insanity is. Your mind ain't sound. See, we, we, you know, folks, it's a stigma to it. I, I, I know how it works. My mother used to work uh, in, 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 a, in a, a place like that. I'll just call it a, a facility in, such as that. And every full moon, they would just go crazy. I remember one time. No, I'm honest to goodness. It's a whole other scientific piece about that. But I remember one time, and my mother couldn't, you know, they could jump on my mother, and they, she couldn't do anything. So I remember one time they beat my mother, our mother up, and, and us three boys was ready to just go and get her fired. Because we was going to jump on, well, I don't care how crazy you are, you don't hit my mama. You don't, I, I don't. So anyway, let's, let me get out of that. Insanity is defined as unsoundness of mind. When God renews and restores our minds, we are no longer insane. Tell somebody, I ain't crazy. crazy. Then tell them, don't act like it then. I'm going to be watching you. Tell them, don't act like it. I'm going to be watching you. Don't leave out of here and start talking. You just said you wasn't crazy. Get down that parking lot and start saying stuff you ain't got no business saying. See, here's another biblical symptom of mental illness. We talked about a few of them, but here's another one. Folly or foolishness. Folly is a disease of the mind. See, you can be saved and be a fool. We don't say people that just keep doing. See, I didn't even have to say it. We know folks, you, you 40 years old, you should know better, but you still. It's, it's, it's foolishness. It's folly. It's a disease of the mind. Your mind ain't healthy. Because people keep helping you and you keep doing the same, falling back. You, you got a disease. You ain't thinking right. You got a mental illness. You need to be delivered. Psalm 14, verse 1. 
a psalm of David. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Boy, your mind is, you got a disease in your mind. If you say there is no, how did you get here? Folly, foolishness, it's a mental illness. See, denying God's proper place in our minds causes mental illness. You, we, every human being that seeks to have a healthy mind must allow God to have his proper place in our minds. Romans 1, 28. Let's get to some stuff here. And when they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. A defiled, unapproved. I mean, all kind of crazy negative adjectives. A reprobate mind to do things which are not convenient. Boy, when they wrote this, they were so polite. See, break it down. When people think it's worthless to acknowledge God, did you hear what I said? We got to be careful. So we got to come back to church. You got to come back to prayer and worship. We have to keep acknowledging God because when you start mm, 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 ignoring God, you get a mental illness. Watch what happens. God gives them over to their own thoughts. You're going to start thinking, yeah, God can't do this. God ain't interested in that. Yeah, yeah maybe, just, maybe ain't no God then. And the Bible says they became wicked and immoral. There are are people that used to go to church before the pandemic because you're not going to church. You're doing stuff worse than you did before you got saved. Some of us in here have reverted back to stuff you don't want nobody to know you start doing again. Because of mental illness. Because you start thinking God can't do stuff and God ain't involved. How come God didn't tell us about the pandemic? How come God didn't tell me Big Mama's going to die? How come God didn't tell me all these problems are going to be mine? And so all of a sudden now you are mentally ill. So now... If you don't get back right with God, God's going to let you keep thinking like that. And it's going to get worse. Your thoughts are going to get more and more degraded, more and more wicked, more and more evil. He's going to give you over to your own thoughts. (laughs) Somebody said, I just feel free this morning. Somebody said, see there, Creflo Dollar said, tithe the name God. See, you tripping. You tripping. Hey, Creflo Dollar didn't die for my sin. Creflo Dollar ain't the word. Don't you let what you always believe that's in the Bible, don't let somebody to teach the Bible talk you out of the Bible. See, folks that that believe that, you never wanted to tithe in the first place because you got a secular mind. You got a worldly mind. And I ain't scared to tell you. Well, this is real good this morning, Amy. 
Give God some praise. Just real quick. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. <laughs> so God gave them over. They didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. You got to be careful. You got to be careful that you, get, you don't get so smart that you, you, you're smarter than the Bible now. Because as soon as we start taking stuff out and say God didn't say it, God going to let you keep doing that until you ain't going to believe none of it. This is from the Bible. I ain't making this up. And he says their foolish heart became, well, let me, no, no, no. He says he gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. Verse 29, their lives are filled with all kinds of sexual sins, wickedness, and greed. They are mean. They are filled with envy, murder, quarreling, deceit, viciousness. They are gossips, envious, arrogant, cruel, and murders. These are all symptoms of people that took God out of their mind and they began to think with mental illness. Everybody trying to get me. Don't nobody love me. We was just hugging on you and praising God with you three years ago. All of a sudden, pandemic hit now, you paranoid, don't God don't love you, don't nobody love you? Something wrong with your mind. Something wrong with this mental illness. It's the devil. It's Lucifer. The father of lies has been lying to you and you believe it. And the more you believe his lies, the more lies you'll believe. Ain't nobody saved. Ain't no sense going to church. Something's wrong with your mind. Ain't nothing wrong with God's mind. It's your mind. Psalm 10, 4. The wicked... through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. First, you used to go to church. Then you got some crazy information in your head, kept you out of church. Now, you're so full of pride, you think everybody else that go to church is crazy. But you. So you stop seeking after God and you're looking after, you seeking after all kind of other stuff, all other kind of religions and, and witches and warlocks and covens and cults. You won't even seek after God. God, the Bible says God is not in all his thoughts. You don't even think the same about God anymore. There's something wrong with your mind. You have a mental illness. When God, this is, I'm going I'm to shut it down and drop the mic. Listen to me. <clears throat> when God is not on the minds of people, when he is in none of their thoughts, who is? If God is not giving you the thoughts to think, who's giving you the thoughts you think? Where do you think they're coming from? This is what happened during the days of Noah 
Which is why Jesus said the last of the last days would be just like the days of Noah. You know what the Bible says about the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, God said the thoughts of man was evil continually. God was in none of their thoughts. God wasn't in their thoughts anymore. They became so insane. They didn't worship God. They didn't think about God. They hated God. They didn't want anybody to bring up God. They didn't want God in schools. Take prayer out of school. Take the Ten Commandments off state buildings and walls. So, so nobody sees thou shalt not kill. So what are we doing? Everybody kill it. God is in none of the thoughts. So it's like the last days. We are in the last. Please don't be slowed this morning. These are the last of the last days. 20, 30 minutes south of here in Highland Park. Once and again, a young 21-year-old boy coming up in a troubled home where parents don't monitor what he thinks, what he does. So the devil got in his thoughts and he's mentally ill and he go to shooting folk at random. Unbelievable. I got a, I got a AK-14, AR-14. You don't want to get, I mean, who would shoot a baby with a rifle like that? It's, it's, it's just make me want to fall out and cry. You don't know what you're doing. Everybody don't need no gun. Some, listen, listen, let, let me have a moment. Let me have a moment in the middle of the message God gave me. I've been trained in the army. Everybody can't handle deadly lethal force. Everybody don't need a gun. I carry a 45 every day. It gives you some kind of power and moxie when you walk around with a weapon on you every day. Man, we got high. This is, you know. We got high and drunk back in one of them cages one day and everybody had on a weapon. I can't tell you how everybody was ready. Man, I'll shoot you. We was all friends and family. But the devil and drugs got in there, you was ready to shoot somebody. And I said, man, I ain't never coming getting high up in here, man, with a gun on. That's the worst thing I could do is have a gun on me and I'm high, drunk. Everybody can't handle lethal force. There are people that have mental problems that don't need to have a weapon, especially an assault wife. Oh, God. Man, them things, you don't, you know, you don't, y'all, y'all, some of y'all don't know what they'll do to your body if you get, you just don't know. M16 was designed for the round to bounce off bones in your body and totally disable you internally. Our medical people, you can't, you can't, you, sometimes you don't, somebody gets shot, you don't know what to do, just make them comfortable. Because you can't heal all the wounds. We are living in the last days, y'all. You need to get your mind right because you're going to leave here and encounter people that are crazy, that are full of demons, that cannot be counseled. They need to be cast out. Sit down at Starbucks with a legion of demons, drinking a latte. Talking about let's talk.
Hopelessness is a mental illness. Foolishness is a mental illness. A secular mindset is a, is a mental illness. As I close, again, Genesis 6, 5, God saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination, everything they thought about, everything was evil continually. That's where we're going. When you can see in the broad daylight, cameras, folk just robbing folk. There's no sense to that. Don't be trying to make no sense. So God says, since godlessness is on your mind, I'm going to let it see where, I'm going to let it roll. I'm going to let you see what your society and world will be like without me on the minds of people. That's what's happening. That's why we got to rebuild the church. We got to rebuild our minds. Renew our, come on, somebody. We got to renew our minds. We got to rebuild our faith in God so we can do the supernatural. Jesus said, Greater works than He did will we do. We can't do the greater works with mental illness, lack of faith, not believing in the supernatural, scared of the devil leaving it up to man and politicians. Everyone stand, please. Thank you, Sean. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How are you thinking? What are you thinking in your heart the majority of the time? That's who you are. That's what you want. Why do you think Jesus asked a couple times before he healed a person, what do you want? What do you want? What's really on your mind? Lift your hands, everybody, please. As a person thinks, that person becomes just what they thought. And that thought controls their bodies. Our actions are products of our thoughts. What are you thinking? That's what you're about to do. What are you thinking? That's the plan for your life. My last scripture, I can't leave you in this heavy place. Isaiah 26, 3. The Bible says, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee and trusts in thee. I want you to lift your hands in this place. Hey, God, hallelujah. I want you to begin to worship the Lord. I want you to begin to ask him to renew your mind, to forgive you of the crazy thoughts that you entertained too long and that some of them you even shared with other believers and you contaminated their minds with these thoughts. God, cleanse us. 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 
In fact, I want you to come to the altar if that's you. Come to the altar and let the Lord purge your mind. Let him cleanse your mind today. Hallelujah. So you can be what he called you to be. Everything he called you to be. Let him cleanse your mind. Let your mind retain the thoughts of God. Let your mind retain the scriptures. Repeat the scriptures to your children. Repeat them to your spouse. Repeat them to your co-workers. Repeat them to your neighbors. We need to get God back in all of our thoughts. We don't want the world to end crazy in our generation. Oh, God, move by your spirit in this place. Move by your spirit across the airwaves and touch the hearts and homes and the places where your people are and renew our minds, God. Renew our minds. Because your mercies are new. Every morning. We put our minds back on you. Come on, come on. We put our minds back on you, God. We, re, uh, we reprioritize our lives. We change the checklist and the, the, the plans that we have every week. We got to get you back on our minds. We got to give you time to move in us and through us. We got to get you back on our minds. There's some things you got to remove from your list from the week and get God back on the schedule and get God back in your mind so you can have the peace of God so sickness and disease does not attach itself to you in ways it's hard to break it free. You need God in your thoughts. Somebody been thinking about suicide. Get God in your thoughts. He's life. You'll want to live when you get God back in your thoughts. Thank you, Jesus. Come, worship team. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take him at his word Just to lean upon his promise just to say, thus saith the Lord. You got to know what the Lord is saying to say what the Lord is saying. You got to know what God says about you to say what he says about you. Pastor Deborah, would you come please? You got to know what God thinks about you so you could think the same thing he thinks about you. I cancel the assignment of the enemy. You can begin to minister however you feel led, Pastor. You're not going to have these thoughts going through your heads, women of God. Deaconess Carmen, would you come? Um, uh, mother, I, I know mother, just, I know you can't do a lot of walking, but I need you to lay hands because you're a mother. You, you got to come, or, or Deaconess or come lay hands on these women. They, they, you, 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 you're not going to think like you've been thinking. You're not going to think about yourself the way you've been thinking. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to have these thoughts going through your head that cripple you, that paralyze you. Man, I...
Now, brothers, I know you a strong man. You holding it down. But some of y'all need to be at this altar. Let's just quit playing. You got some stuff in your mind that's been in it for 50 years. You need to let it go today. You need to replace it with some thoughts of God. Stop being, stop being that way and just humble yourself today. I don't care if it's on camera. Listen, you need God. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible and I see where Jesus and the apostles prayed for people, I never saw any side effects to prayer. You rather trust the drug, you need to let prayer have an effect on your life. There are no side effects to prayer other than the power of God moving in your life. I'm calling for some men. I ain't afraid because I want you to get help. I don't want you to leave here in the condition you're in. That would mean you're mentally ill. For you to be in a condition and stay in it, that means there's something wrong with how you're thinking. Good Lord, to thy precious. <laughs> Thank you, young man, for your courage. Let the Lord bless you. Lift your hands, young man. Lift your hands, everybody. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. It's a new day. It's a new day. Because if you will be honest with yourself and honest with God, there are things you needed to let God do in you you didn't know until today. 
but because we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he promised that he would exalt us in due season. Do your work in our minds and in our hearts. A lot of times those two words in the King James and the New Testament are intertwined, heart and mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Father, help us to prove, to be proof of what is good, perfect, and the acceptable will of God. We thank you. David said in Psalm 51, create in me a clean mind, a clean heart. I got to thinking crazy. I'm king. I got to thinking crazy. I got to say this. We're going to let you go home. In Deuteronomy, God told Moses, when you get a king, tell the king to write a copy of the law by his own hand and keep it in his right pocket. Every king had a handwritten copy of the commandments of God. David had one. And when he got ready to sin against God and kill Uriah and sleep with his wife, he had the word right next to his heart. But he did it anyway. And David realized when Nathan came to him and said, thou art the man. David said, oh, man, I didn't lost my mind. How did I get here? I lost my mind. Come on, somebody, lift your hands. Somebody lost their mind. You love God. You know what he commanded. You know, but like David, sometimes you can lose your mind temporarily. And David lost his mind temporarily. He said, oh, created me a clean. God, I don't want to do that again. I, I lost my mind. I knew not to do that. But temporarily, I let the devil influence me. And I did something that I know didn't please you created me a clean heart oh God and renew a right spirit within me against you and you only have I sinned I put you out of my mind how could I done that put you out of my mind but today we're not going to put you out of our mind. No matter what culture, no matter what society does and says, I'm not putting you out of my mind. I'm not changing what I know to be true about you. I'm not going to get a mental illness and drift into destruction and oblivion. I'm going to maintain everything I learn. I'm going to grow in knowledge and grace. In Jesus' name. Man, I feel a praise in here. I feel a victory praise in here. Somebody bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Yay. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Thine the glory. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Oh, yes, revive us, God. Restore us. Oh, God, he, God, do something new and fresh in our hearts and minds, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Boy, I feel an old-fashioned run, skip, jump, and hop in this church today.
I feel better in my mind. I don't know about you. I feel better in my spirit. I feel better in my body. I, I feel better everywhere because my mind is realigned with God's word and his purpose. All right. Reach in front of you, get an offering envelope. If you're giving by way of envelope, those of you that are watching and some of you in here, get your device out. We're going to sow our seed into the kingdom of God. We're going to give our tithe and our offering and gifts of love to the king of kings and his kingdom because we haven't changed how we well thank you for joining us I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward you can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information if you were blessed by this word please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family God bless you